It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sports Legends of the Carolinas. I'm your host, Scott Fowler, sports columnist for the Charlotte Observer, where I've worked since 1994. And as always in this podcast, I'm traveling across the Carolinas, seeking out some of my very favorite sports legends and asking them to tell me some of the stories behind their rise to iconic status. Now, for this episode, we're thrilled to be in Columbia, South Carolina inside the home of legendary running back George Rogers. George Rogers won the 1980 Heisman Trophy playing for the South Carolina Gamecocks. I just picked up that Heisman Trophy a minute ago at his invitation, and it is way heavier than I thought. They give the ball to Rogers, trying to sweep to the outside, cuts to the inside, 15, 10, all the way to the nine-yard line. What a run by Rogers. After his career at USC, he became the first overall pick of the 1981 NFL Draft by the New Orleans Saints. He played for seven seasons in the NFL, and in his final season in 1987, he won a Super Bowl ring with Washington. Now 64 years old, Rodgers lives not far from williams Bryce Stadium, the place where he starred in college for the Gamecocks, and where there's now a 13-foot statue of, you guessed it, George Rodgers. George, welcome to the show. Uh, good to be here, man. Good to hear your voice, man, for a change. I usually hear your voice, but I don't get to see your face. <laughs> yeah, this is wonderful, and we, we really appreciate you having us uh, into your home here and to tell us some of your, your stories. We've been talking off air a little bit, and I can't wait for people to hear some of them. Uh, let's start just with growing up in Georgia. What was that like? Oh, we well, I, I, I grew up very poor. Uh, we was on welfare. I mean, we were just happy to have food. <laughs> Anywhere, peanut butter, jelly sandwich, almost all the time, hot dogs, and, and maybe sometimes, eventually, hamburgers, but not very much. But, you know, we we got along, and we, we strived, and we got through school. That's what we did at, in Duluth. It was hard, but we, we got through it. We got through it, and that, that's the main thing I remember about uh, going to Duluth is that it wasn't easy, but we, we made it through it. 
Was you, your mom, was she primarily your caregiver? She oh, ain't no question. My mom was. My dad tried to do as much as he could. You know, they were separated and divorced. And my mom was a hardworking lady. She was a piano player and she uh, played the piano. And uh, I love my mom. Every time I, every time she leave the house, I try to follow her everywhere she go. You know, just, you know, just sneak up behind her. And then she's like, boy, I told you not to follow me. I just love my mom. When did you start playing football and what was that like? Well, first time I played football, I didn't know how to play. I just went out there because everybody else was out there. And the quarterback got in the huddle and said, he's going to pitch the ball right to me. He pitched the ball to me. And I seen all them guys coming toward me. I threw it right back to him. (laughs) Of course, I got knocked all around and I coming off the field. I was dizzy. I was shaking up a little bit. And then I said, what did I do wrong? And the coach said, you're supposed to get the ball and go. And then we practiced that next week. And then I, I, I okay, I got this. I, I got this. You know, I, I got the ball and I, you know, started getting it and getting it every time and running. Nobody could catch me. I said, uh-huh, yeah, I got y'all now. <laughs> and, uh, and and then we did it in the game. And, and coach wouldn't really put me in the game. You know, he didn't, he thought I was going to do the same thing again. He, told, he didn't put me in. So I started crying. I mean, I was crying, too. I'm talking about, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. I want to play. And they said, well, won't they little boy, won't they let that little boy play? They losing anyway. They ought to let him play. And the coach came over there and put his hand on my mouth. I want to play, I want to play. Put his hand on my mouth. I said, I said, he said, okay, we're going to put you in. They gave me that ball, boy. I took off running. I went around that end. I was gone. I ran to there was no more grass left. And I started, I turned around and started coming back the other way. And all my teammates, they would come to congratulate me. I started dodging them too. (laughs) They said, boy, you just scored a touchdown. Now the end zone is right there. They pointed to that little little, 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 um, box that, you know, that's in the ground. And I said, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how I learned how to play football. Oh my gosh! Man, so, was, were you like seven or eight years old then, or like I was, I must have been 10. pretty young? I was about ten years old. About ten. Wow! Yeah, yeah. And that was the beginning. Of that it. was the beginning of me playing football. And I'm talking about when I went to the game. I mean, from then on, I was the man. I was playing defense and offense, and I used to ooh we boy they didn't have the the guard didn't have a chance to get me. Didn't even have a chance. I went around him so fast to. I mean, I was making the tackle, and then they run. They, then they start running double reverses on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the quarterback. One time, I had the quarterback. He said, "I ain't got the ball. I ain't got it. I ain't got it." <laughs> go around. They were going around the end. Right there. <laughs> that part about you running and not knowing when to stop reminds me of a scene from Forrest Gump. Where oh, like, remember that? Yeah, yeah. No. Went off through the end zone. Yeah, he just keep, keeps running yeah. through the tunnel or whatever. I thought they were, hey, I, my teammate, they come down and congratulate me. I thought they were trying to hit me too. I started dodging them too. So like, That's crazy. You became a standout running back uh, in high school in, in uh, Georgia. And while the recruiting wasn't what it was now, like, it wasn't that people didn't understand it as well. You were super highly touted, could have probably gone anywhere. So where did your family want you to go? They wanted me to go to Tennessee. And I just was like, man, that orange, I just, <laughs> I, just can't, I just can't see myself in no orange. 
equipment. I just can't see it. That ruled out Clemson, that, that, too, I guess. I, mm. I did visit Clemson, but I just didn't. The atmosphere wasn't there. And South Carolina had two running backs leaving at the same time. And the, the, the position was open. Coach Carlin told me, he said, son, you come to South Carolina, you can start your freshman year. Nobody told me that. Nobody, he told me that. And I was looking at him dead in the eyes, too. I was looking at him. He, and he, and he said, and I said, I don't look, I, I got you. And I said, okay, I'm coming to South Carolina. Because my mama then was said, oh, no. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> they weren't real hot on the no, idea. They were, oh, they were like, Why did they want you to go to Tennessee? Well, uh, Tennessee was where my aunt, who I was living with at the time, was a maid. And she worked for some people that was Tennessee fans. Wanted to come stay with me, and I told him I'd be glad to have him. But he wasn't going to school one day and play hooking the other four. And so he believed me because I whipped him when he was little, and he knew I'd do it again. She and they 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 wanted me to go to Tennessee so bad, and I told him I said, "Oh, y'all, if y'all think I'm going to Tennessee, that ain't gonna happen." <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, yeah, after, yeah, after, yeah. after they when it's all over, it was, yeah. yeah. But no Georgia though. I mean, Georgia oh, being a no, powerhouse, oh, no, too too close, too close to Duluth. I mean, it ain't. But if it's if it's forty five minutes, it's too far. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't gonna stay at home because I knew if I stayed at home, that's where I was gonna be going home all the time. Following your mom, yeah, following my mom, <laughs> they staying right up in there, staying right right back where she at, right, protecting her and whatever I had to do, but. I didn't want to stay in, 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 in Georgia. Not at all. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back. You had a remarkable career here in Columbia. Um, when did you realize uh, that you weren't only a decent college football player, but that you could be a star? You know, I, I never did. I never did think I was a star or anything. I think the people that around me made me look good. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not the guy to say I did this and I did that, or I, I just never have. I, you know, I, my mom, you know, kept me grounded. Say, hey, you got other people out there helping you, so don't don't forget about them. And I never have. I never did forget about them because. Ain't no need to be an arrogant about it because you're gonna have to do it again. So, so take your time and, and you know be sure make make sure that you're doing all the right things. He was alternate starter, and when he got a chance to be the best player at the position, he didn't want to move ahead of the player in front of him because he didn't want to hurt the player in front of his feelings. I mean, he, I had a hard time saying, George, you you've graded better, you you're playing better, you've got to move up. That's the way the system works. And he said, Coach, I just rather not because I don't want to hurt his feelings. That's George Rogers. One of the really great examples of that, of, of um, humility and, and you praising your teammates, which I know you've always done, is your statue at, uh, at williams Bryce Stadium here uh, has a remembrance of all your teammates there. Tell us a little about that. Oh, man. I, I, can't, I can't forget all of them. I mean, those guys, man, I always remember them. And they will always remember some of the things I've done. Dr. Pestides, George, if I could get you to flank this statue. I'm going to need some help from all of our great Gamecocks out there with a countdown. You guys ready? We will start at 5, 4, 3, 2, 
one. Yeah, and so the statue, for those who haven't seen it, has all of their names listed on the pedestal as, as well as yourself. And in the statue, you're not running the ball. You're more like watching in, in a way, right? You right. you picked that pose? Oh, or, man. Yeah. Yes, I did. I was standing up on the bench watching those other guys, seeing how, how good they, was, they were yeah. playing out there, you know. I wanted to see who was coming up next, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see that team. I grew up in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I know I've mentioned to you off air, went to Dorman High School. Just a couple of years behind you. <laughs> and um, so I had uh, some some friends who were South Carolina fans. So I went down and saw you play. I saw you play while I was in high school uh, a couple of times. Both games, you had more than 200 yards. And I just Whoa. remember number 38. I mean, that was the offense. Pitch right, George Rogers. Pitch left, George Rogers. Um, it seemed always to me that you were just taking an incredible beating out there, but did it feel that way? I not mean, running backs time. get hit so much. Not all the time. Yeah. But, you know, at <laughs> right. the end of the game, there were a few blows that, you know, you felt. Yeah. But I wasn't in that fight by myself. Right. They was in there with me, man. And I I just appreciate all the things that uh, my teammates did, man. They made me look good. And that's what that's what it's all about, man, is, is winning. And I, and I wanted to win so bad. I did not want to lose, especially if you were at home. I didn't want to lose at home. I, no. You won a lot of games, and that was when South Carolina really wasn't winning a lot of games. So that that started it. I think you won eight games a couple of times. Yes, right. That, you're right. Do you have a favorite team win that you, uh, you know, I know y'all beat, y'all won at Michigan, I think. Oh, yeah. You beat Clemson uh, at least a time. But what was your, any memories of I think, that? I think the Michigan game, you mentioned it, at Michigan. They give the ball to Rogers, trying to sweep to the outside, up to the inside, 15, and all the way to the nine yard line. What a run by Rogers! A hundred and three thousand? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's really <laughs> remarkable, like, man. Yeah, I was like, man, really? Did we really? You couldn't have, you couldn't have told me was coming there to win. I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, hey, we were just gonna go up here and play our best. We didn't yeah. think we didn't think we was gonna win. I didn't think we was gonna win, but. We played good, and we actually we actually won the game the, at the big house. As they the big say. house, yeah. that's right, man. We we say, oh, we got the big house now. <laughs> I know like in that. your senior season, you've mentioned before, but you were somewhat haunted by you fumbled again in a critical game against Georgia, right? Oh man, I was sick. I was sick when that happened. I mean, I actually was really, really sick. I couldn't believe that I fumbled. Again, <laughs> again at Georgia. Yeah, they we had Herschel Walker. The yeah, oh yeah, Herschel yeah. Walker. Herschel Walker. Man, you talking about somebody? Once he got out there, it, you can forget it. We hand it off to Herschel. There's a hole. Five, ten, twelve. He's running over people. Oh, you Herschel Walker! My God Almighty, he ran right through two men. Herschel ran right over two men. They had him dead away inside the nine. Herschel Walker went 16 yards. He drove right over Orange Church, just driving and running with those big fives. My God, a freshman. We became good friends after that game. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I got a chance to be around him and know him a little bit. and Just a great guy. You beat him for the Heisman Trophy in uh, 1980. He, yeah, was he was third. A, he was a freshman. 
<laughs> he got his <laughs> chance over. later. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was saying. That's what I was saying, yeah. too. Plus, he missed two or three games at the beginning. Mm. So, you know, but, you know, Herschel Walker, is a, he's the best run. Bo Jackson was a, was a good running back, too. So, him and Bo are right there together. And then I might be, you know, kissing cousins, something like that, you know. But. Hold on to the football. They give it to Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Marker on the play as Jackson was hit by Sanchez at the Georgia 41-yard line. Wow, there were some uh, incredible. Uh, they, they had speed. Mm-hmm. Speed and they, power. But that was your yeah, game, too. Yeah. Uh, not like they had. Yeah. They had, they had, they had you wouldn't be either no. one in a race. No, yeah. that, they had that world-class speed. Mm-hmm. Now, 40, 40 yards, uh, you got to fight on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might have a fight at 40 yards, but you talking about somebody can blow, blow it on, out the, uh, on up the field. Now, that, mm-hmm. now that's her screwing him. We'll be back right after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. You were drafted number one overall by the New Orleans Saints. Number one overall. Lawrence Taylor was number two. And a bunch of other really good players uh, behind you. Just kind of shows how how well valued you were. Um, Tell us a little bit about your pro career and what you remember from – let's start with the Saints days. Tell me about the Saints. Wow. Well, first I got there, I didn't didn't make the mile and a half. You know, you had to run a mile and a half. I I didn't make the mile and a half. And Bomb said, well, if we have to give it to him a mile and a half, we just won't give it to him. <laughs> so, Bomb Phillips was yeah, the coach. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, he, yeah man, then, then I got I got better at time going. I, you know, I stayed out to practice and ran a little bit more and got hard, got in shape a little bit. And then as, as I got in shape a little bit better and a little bit better. He picked up four yards. Didn't look like it, did it? That's growth in motion. Wilson with the quick draw. Runs over people. He's still on his feet. Rogers being chased. The 30, 20. George Rogers went coast to coast. 
Well, you led the. You played pretty good. You led the entire NFL as a rookie in uh, yardage, uh, as in rushing yardage. They and and they had Archie Manning that year as quarterback. Yeah, Archie I Manning. Think. I guarantee you, he he called to play at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. All of them, mm-hmm. all of them. And I was like, Archie, when are you gonna throw a pass? I mean, gonna throw a pass up He's tired of getting sacked. Oh yeah. man, I was like, whoa. You got yeah, yeah heavy load. Yeah, yeah, you really I was did. I was running. And they and the Saints weren't very good in those years, uh, right? I wouldn't say we wasn't very good. Now we had yeah. a good defense. We just wasn't that good on offense. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so then you, yeah, Washington was where you played for Joe Gibbs, mm-hmm. uh, won a Super Bowl, led the league in rushing Russia, touchdowns uh, one time. Oh, Eighteen yeah. rushing yeah. touchdowns yeah. in a year. That would be a fantasy football juggernaut these days. Yeah. You would have been a big time fantasy football player. Now watch Rodgers on the counter. He breaks through there, breaks one tackle. Now there's no one else to make the tackle until he gets about 40 yards. Well, what were the Washington years like for you? Oh, well, I, I enjoyed them. I, I, you know, I kind of backfired on myself on, in that. I won't tell you why, but, you know, I, it, it was kind of a thing where I got put on second team and got mentioned that I was starting in the Super Bowl. And Tim went in and had a great game. I mean, what 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 am I what can I do? We won. I mean, and then, you know, I knew it was time for me to go ahead and cut my tires. You know, yeah. I can't I, I ain't I ain't got no more gas ain't no more gas in the tank. You're only <laughs> but you're only twenty nine years old when you retired. I know it, but golly, I mean how what what year what what do it take to retire? I mean, I've been running football Ever since I was in high school, ever since I was in college, the next seven years. So I, you know, count them, count them years I played in high school, count them years I played in college, and count them years I played in pro, getting hit with the best people out there. You, you ain't got much time left. Please believe me. <laughs> Big gamble on fourth down. No, it's not a big gamble. Is Snap, it? hand to Rogers, right side, breaks it back inside. He's gone. It's going to be a touchdown. George Rogers, touchdown, Washington Redskins. All right, he went out of the eye formation. He did not go in motion. You're right, and I mean we we see that more often these days. So Luke Keekley oh, for the Panthers yeah, yeah. retired at age 28. He was a year younger than than you were. But at the time, it was unusual, though. Yeah, you but know. they they hitting now, and then they they don't they don't they wear a little bit of nothing. You know, they don't even wear thigh pads no more, knee pads. None. Man, I wore everything I Did <laughs> get my yeah. hands on. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all my equipment. Right. At least that. Yeah. The um, I'm sure as a running back, taking that heavy load for more than a dozen years, including college and high school, you must have gotten some concussions. Oh man, plenty of them. Yeah, I got hit one time, and uh, both me and the guy <laughs> flew. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both at the same time, we both, we both, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and was knocked out on the field, and had to go out there and put the uh, you know little smelling salts in oh, your yeah. nose and stuff. Oh man, I, I. But you know, once you get knocked out though, and, and, and you know, get, get you woke up on the, oh, you know, while you out there. And then you think you can just go on back in? It ain't like that now. You, they, they had to tell me though, because I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm ready to go." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Oh, I'm ready now." I'm like, hey, "I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go." Coach said, "No, son, you can't. 
<laughs> sit out for a minute. But um, but there was no concussion protocol. No, no, no not right. like that. Yeah, yeah. You, not yeah. like it is now. Not, yeah. No, no, you get knocked out now, you're gonna stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least a week. A lot of times, yeah, two yeah, or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the NFL, yeah, yeah. NFL, you gonna <laughs> that ain't no joke though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so George, we were talking about uh, your NFL career, and uh, before we get into a couple of other things, tell me now what what does George Rogers do on an average day or week at age sixty four, and you know who do you share this lovely house with, and so on? Oh man, I'm married to Brenda. She's my love of my life now. Uh, she's just my everything. She does everything for me. She's always around, helping me out, you know, and uh, making sure I'm eating and stuff like that. So, of course, you can look at me until I ain't, I ain't malnourished. So, <laughs> I, I eat all the food I can eat. But she, uh, she's, she's the one that helped me get around and you know do the things that I want to do. She set up our appointment today. Yeah, yeah, she's she, uh, good at very organized. Oh, oh, yeah. ain't no question about it. She is, and and have me ready. And, and, and tell me you got to do this and you got to do this. <laughs> hey, we all need that. Yeah, I, I think what yeah. I'm getting it. <laughs> uh, how is your health these days? Do you hurt every time you get up in the morning? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing good. I, my blood pressure is good. I'm, I need to lose some weight. And, uh, of course, it don't help by eating. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I, but I like to eat, too. Golly, man. I mean, you know, I'm used to eating, you know, uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, you know. I had a lot of them going up. I mean, I, and, I, and I still ain't got over it. I can't get over them. But, you know, Brenda tried to make sure I eat vegetables and, you know, stuff, squash, you know, stuff that you don't like. I mean, I'm looking at her like, right. really? Yeah. <laughs> but, but she's trying to keep me. Healthy, How know, about like walking around and I mean, are you? I know some oh, guys. No, I'm not a bit. I, I I do I do go to the gym though. I do go to the gym and I got a I got a uh, what you call him a coach. He, he, oh, he like a personal away. trainer. Oh, training. Okay. yeah, good. He he, he he been doing for two two or three times a week. That's what I that's what I do. Lift weights and got got a guy to another guy that worked right with me. That, you know, so it won't be boring. You know, you're doing it all by yourself and somebody else. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Tell me a little bit, I know you've been public about this before, but um, I know you had some drug issues uh, and, and, and how did you, did that come close to, to wrecking your life or ending oh, your it life? Did. It yeah. did. Back, back in the day, I was just, I was just trying to act out, you know. I, I I was feeling bad, feeling sorry for myself, and you know, and can't nobody tell me what to do. I can do what I want to do. It's my life, you know. Just acting out, you know. I I, I know I, I was in I was in wrong. I I wouldn't want no I wouldn't want nobody to be in the situation I was in. I mean, you know, you just, just thinking about yourself. You ain't thinking about nobody else. You just thinking about yourself, being yourself. And I was dead wrong because, you know, I got kids and uh, I would love to be around. I mean, I am being around them now because I made a choice between doing drugs or loving God. So I chose God. And when did or how did you do that? Like, how did you uh, kick? I think it was cocaine in your case. Yeah, Uh, well, 
<laughs> not only it wasn't no one just cocaine, oh, it was okay. marijuana and you know, drinking alcohol and it was hey, it's a oh, number yeah, you, you sampled everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had my feet in all the dust. <laughs> <laughs> and, but but you know what? There comes the time in your life when you say, I ain't gonna do nothing. I ain't gonna do anything that'll hurt my body again. Mm-hmm. And that's where I came to close at. Is that I'm not gonna be around that anymore. I'm not going that way no more. I'm not I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm through. And it came sooner than I thought it would. Hmm. Were you able to kick it yourself or did you go to rehab? I, no, no, I, yeah. no, no. Didn't go to no rehab. Can't no rehab tell you what to do. Because it's going to be up to you at the end of the day. You're going to have to do it. Right. And, and that's what the rehab person told me. He said, George, it's a decision that you got to make. And I made it. I'm not going back that way no more. And and it ain't easy now. Don't think you ain't gonna think about it. Right, I'm but sure. I, but yeah. it's been you know it's enough time now. I say about four years now. So I, I ain't no you know I don't drink. I I might I might yeah a little sip. But yeah. but other than that, nothing else ever again. Never really. Hmm. Did you? Was there a certain moment in your life that you were, I don't know, hit rock bottom or something that made you say uh, never well, again? Well, I I had another child. And uh, that made me think about where where I was at, you know, because uh, all the rest of my kids was grown. And Thomas, our youngest boy, me and my wife now have, he's a, I think he's a junior at South Carolina and smart as all that those. Too, really? Man. 4.0. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congrats. Is that you? Yeah. Guess who, guess who he's working with, too? Guess who he's working with? I don't know. Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's wow. what I said. I said, well, you really, you really <laughs> shadows now, boy. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi. You get out around her right now. <laughs> wow, that's that's big time. That is big time. Hmm. Hey, he, uh, he's he's a good kid though, man. He really is. He's a good kid. And so that sort of having a child that later in life gave uh, me the strength to stay away from everybody and everything. Yeah, it gave me more strength. I, was, I mean, I had already done it, but having him growing up, going to to uh, high school and stuff like that, made a big difference. Did any of your children play football? Did no. they play? I had one. Remember, he was all American. Trey, Trey, he was all American right. mm-hmm. and everything. You know, he he thought I told him you'd never be good as your daddy, boy. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you don't want to play, you ain't got to play. And they end up, he had uh, a thing in his back. He uh, could be paralyzed. We got hit the wrong way, he'd get paralyzed, so he had quit. He filled out his scholarship by being equipment manager. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. And help, you know, when they go away games, they take him and do whatever they want to do. But he, he did good. He graduated and got his degree. That's great. And, and you I, did too, right? I did. Oh, yeah. yeah, I went back to get mine. You went back to get it. <laughs> he uh. got his all in one. Yeah. <laughs> and I know you've helped other first generation college students like you were, uh, right? Oh, you were right. that. No question. Yeah. No yeah. question. I, With, and I uh, give out how did you Yeah, and, and tell me about a little bit about your foundation. My foundation is was uh I think about maybe maybe twenty seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh we've been giving I've been giving out scholarship to needy students that that want to get that education and not not athletes just the students that going to school and need to get the money and we give out i give out a ten thousand dollar scholarship and a five thousand dollar scholarship 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome. Now, do you go to all the Gamecocks home games? And do you work? Uh, uh, you work the home oh, games? Tell I, me about your game day routine I, these days. What? You don't want that. You don't want that routine. Boy, I tell you what, they, uh, hey, they be wanting to take pictures and they want you to sign autograph too. So I have me a line over here with just pictures. Then I have a line over here with just autographs. I'm looking at them like, you, are y'all kidding me for real? And this and is in front of the statue? They're in front of the statue. Mm-hmm. I, that's, what, that's the way they do it. I say, all right, that's what y'all want, then that's what y'all going to get. That's what happens when, when just, you become a legend. I, I know, but I ain't trying to say I'm no legend, but can you just get one line? <laughs> can you just get one line? And it, because you know why you can't? Because if you get one line, it's going to be all the way around, it's all the way down there, and then they're going to be wanting to sign. You got to sign, and then you take a picture. Sign, take a picture. Sign. No, I wouldn't. I, I was like, no, don't do it like that. Have a different line. And when I get through with that line, they're, they're taking pictures. Then let's get the signing line. And then, you know, they come up and then, you know, I'd be taking pictures. I can do it like that now. That's a lot different. We did one of these sports legends interviews with Danny Ford, uh, Clemson's coach, a former. And I know you and you and he have become uh, oh, God, buddies, oh, no, right? Oh, man, we yeah. buddies, man. Yeah. yeah. You Ford. could have played for him. I, oh. I mean, I, I, if, he had, if it had worked out differently. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, you he know. would have had to get in the job earlier. Well, yeah. Oh, well, you know, him and, him and Dabo, he, I played for either one of them. They, they you like Dabo both. as well. I like Dabo as well, mm-hmm. man. He, he's a great coach too, man. I mean, them guys ain't playing with him because he ain't no good. Right. <laughs> they got to like him to play for him. Yeah. But Danny, while I was thinking about what you mentioned, he goes back home. He goes to tailgate before game, but he comes back home because he wants to watch the game. Is that what you do also? That's exactly what I do. I go to the game, take them pictures, and uh, uh, sign and do whatever I'm supposed to do, get in my car and come flying back. Fly How far back are you like away from the, the stadium? How far is this? It's probably about it's probably about thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And do you drive on George Rogers Boulevard? Oh, yes. Yeah. Is it weird to see a statue of yourself or have a road name for yourself? Uh, I, I think it is. Yeah. I really do. I think it is. I, I mean, not in a bad way. I just feel like you're you, you're still alive. Those, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> right. I got you on that. You're right. This is something you're supposed to have when you ain't around. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see. Really? And then I look at the statue and I say, really? Well, uh, you know, it just shows how much the university poured in and my teammates, you know, and I, we delivered. It's a tribute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you go on, for instance, Auburn's campus, uh, there's three statues of all three of their Heisman Trophy winners. Bo Jackson and Cam's statue is there and uh, Pat Sullivan, I think. How do you like the NFL game today? Like uh, the, you know, what, what do you watch NFL? I, you know what? I, I don't. I don't like because they don't wear no pads. You don't the, like the guys, that. yeah. You know, they, you know, like the receivers. Oh yeah. And the running back. They're always they shaving them down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. I know it. Mm-hmm. But that's the easiest way to get hurt. Because mm-hmm. that helmet, that helmet ain't gonna move when it hits you on that leg, mm-hmm. and you can you can very easily get a. a uh, a big bruise, you know, that's where you yeah. get the bruise at right here when they hit you on your leg sure. and you ain't got no pads. What kind of man who does that? 
<laughs> You're, um, but the type of injuries you can't see are maybe the most dangerous. Do you ever worry about CTE for yourself? Uh, you know, like, do you have memory issues or? Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. Running back's going to have them. You might as well just forget that. Forget about that. You're going to have them maybe not at an early age, but at an a older age, you're going to have them. Because, I, you know, I have to ask my wife sometimes, where, where are we going? We be in the car and I be driving. Now, what do we say we were going? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I be yeah. like, what, what is going? She be like, what is going on with you? She's <laughs> like, I forgot where I was going. I talked to one former Panther who would go to uh, – Lowe's or something. Forget where his car was. Uh, oh, you know, or man. home. Dinner. I don't. I, I don't. I, well, I, I have forgot my car too. I forgot where I parked my car. Yeah, I guess that's but happened then, to a lot. Of yeah, people. yeah, that, yeah. That yeah. right there. But then I'll eventually. But see, I got the keto too, go. Oh, so yeah. you mash that thing right there. Pom 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 pom. You go. You go find right. it. See? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's a lifesaver. Well, last thing, George. Um, just I know you speak to uh, young people sometimes, and of course you've had uh, children of your own. I just wonder if you'd like to offer any advice and what what you tell young people these days, inspirationally, or or what sort of message you'd like to leave them. Be careful who you talk to and be careful with what you do because you are accountable for yourself. Nobody else is. So you do what you're supposed to do and listen to your coaches and listen to your teachers because they're the ones going to get you through this school and you got to listen. Listen first, talk later. <laughs> <laughs> George, I can't thank you enough for being on our show today. Well, I tell you what, man, you you the hit. You the one makes you you make the question, I give the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great pleasure. Uh, I'm Scott Fowler. That's George Rogers, and this is Sports Legends of the Carolinas. Thanks so much for listening and supporting local journalism. Find more on these interviews, including special video features, at CharlotteObserver.com/sportslegends. And pre-order the Sports Legends of the Carolinas book at sportslegendsbook.com. And if you like what we're doing out here, please consider a digital subscription to the Charlotte Observer. Sports Legends of the Carolinas is a product of the Charlotte Observer. It's hosted by me, Scott Fowler, and produced by Lume Alisali and Jeff Siner. The executive producer of the Sports Legends franchise is Kata Stevens. The sports editor of the Charlotte Observer is Lydia Craver, and our executive editor is Raina Cash. The McClatchy Audio's interns are Zoe Williams and Christina Silvestri. See you next time.